0: Welcome everyone to the Food Safety University podcast. I'm your host, David Zerling, and today we're going to dive into the next segment of the New Plant Manager series, The Meeting Schedule, where we discuss why meetings don't have to suck. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Food Safety University podcast presented by Dr. Michelle Fannenstiel of Dirigo Food Safety. Tune in to learn about food safety and processing in plain terms. We'll break down the ins and outs of HACCP, the food code, and much, much more so that you can easily implement and manage your own food safety program and even have some fun while doing so. Meetings. Am I right? It's practically a four-letter word in a production environment. And why is that? I mean... We never want to take the time away from our tasks at hand, oftentimes firefighting or uh, top of mind issues or KPIs that we're trying to meet to sit down and have meetings with other people because a lot of times uh, they're ineffective, you know, and and when we walk out of them, we think, man, that was a waste of time. I cannot wait to get back to what I was doing. Or throughout the meeting, we're thinking, man, I just got to get back to the floor, back to the field, uh, back to the line in order to continue to produce. And why do we feel that way? Why do meetings suck? Let's be blunt here. Um, A lot of times there's a lack of focus. You know, we may call a production meeting and talk about everything under the sun from sales to QC to production KPIs to culture. And when that happens and we're unfocused, it's really difficult to keep people's attention. How do we stay focused? We keep an agenda, right? We have a weekly agenda or or you know a regular agenda that accompanies each meeting where we know exactly what we're going to be talking about who's going to be talking about it and for how long without that agenda that's updated regularly far enough in advance for everyone to study it and be ready uh, there's there's a complete lack of direction and intention when it comes to meetings and so they end up feeling ineffective because of that And, and again that overlap of topics can be really overwhelming, you know, because when you have multiple topics being discussed at a meeting without clear deliverables, it's darn near impossible to expect people who have a ton on the top of their minds to remember what you just went over in that meeting. Oftentimes we get stuck in the weeds, right? We'll get stuck in discussions Where we're bringing in peripheral details or we're talking about big picture things rather than solving specific issues And oftentimes meetings are too long when we ask people to focus for more than an hour unless it's an executive level meeting It's really really difficult to keep any sort of engagement that entire time So it's incredibly important that we address each of these things and I have some great tips for how to have more effective meetings Uh, but first we'll talk about you know, some, some individual, um, talk about some individual elements that'll help with the efficacy of your meetings. And let me give you a couple of examples of, uh, setups that did not work for me in the past. I once worked for a company, uh, we produced animal proteins and, um, I was hired on for a very specific job in management that had to do with the manufacturing part of their supply chain. Quickly after joining the company, I realized that I was in a company of 500 people that you know dealt with meat. I was one of the only people that had any experience with meat whatsoever. And basically was thrown on to every team in the company, from sales to new product development, supply chain, um, culture... Anything you can think of, including, and and those are all outside of the facility that I worked in. And then I had my internal meetings. In a 60-hour work week, I was probably in meetings from 35 to 40 hours of them. And when you take up that much time on so many topics, you accumulate so many deliverables that you're left with no time to actually achieve these things. And then you end up adding on hours at the end of the day. Okay. I'm in meetings for eight hours a day, five days a week. So I'm just going to stick around for an additional four hours at the end of the day to get my actual work done. Next thing you know, you're working 60 to 80 hours and you're getting nothing done and you have no balance. Right? So, so that's, that's an example of too many meetings with a lack of efficacy. I can give you another example, worked in a meat plant, uh, with a slightly smaller crew. And we never had any meetings. There was no communication from uh, ownership or or senior leadership whatsoever. And so it it was just kind of a black box. All operations were a black box. You just showed up every day. You had the work that you had to do immediately, and that's all that you knew. So that company had a lot of turnover because the engagement was very low. We weren't having enough uh, meetings in order to give visibility into what we were doing. You know, it's really important that people understand the context of the work And also see their product in the wild, right? It's really important to see what you're producing and and how it shows up in the world. So that was kind of an example of not enough meetings, not enough engagement uh, with the crew. And so we want to find a happy medium. And a happy medium... uh, includes having very focused meetings right and 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 so we're going to talk about a suggestion for meeting schedule but first i want to address some of the elements that that i first mentioned and why meetings suck so a lack of focus which basically ends up translating into a lack of an agenda an agenda is incredibly important it should be similar weekly or or however frequent uh frequently the meeting occurs for the recurring ones. Um, But even one-offs should have an agenda and the agenda should include a list of sections or topics, the owner of said topics, and the time that those start. So, uh, and when I say the time, I don't mean the duration. I don't mean say, okay, for 15 minutes, David's gonna talk about production KPIs. Because when you do that, you get people kind of calculating how much time they need to pay attention for or how much time they have until they need to pay attention. And the rest of the time we can zone out on our phones or check our email or, or what have you, especially with zoom meetings. That's a really tough one to keep people's attention through zoom meeting. If you have someone in your meeting who's constantly saying, Oh, could you please repeat that? I didn't have a good connection or my internet's being funny. They're probably doing something else and multitasking and you're and and basically throw the meeting right out the window because we're defeating the purpose right? A meeting should be a time where you have a group of minds that are together in one room that you normally can't collect together, right? So if you have a production team meeting, how often can you really get the supervisors for every department? If you're in a, if you're in a restaurant, you know, and you have, uh, maybe not a production meeting, but like a a meeting about service, like a lineup at the beginning of the day, you're going to have the, uh, front of house supervisor, front of house manager, bar manager, sous chefs, chef de cuisine, uh, production cook or prep cook supervisor. You know, you're going to have all those people in one place because rarely can you get them all together. And it's a great time for, uh, cross collaboration between departments or teams. If you're on a small farm, you might have the greenhouse supervisor, the field manager, uh, the groundskeeper, the livestock manager, Uh, the wash and pack supervisor and have all those people in one place to, to, to address some issues that they've seen between departments and get some cross collaboration. Right. And so the agenda is super, super important because you know, it's coming, you know, what you own and you see opportunities when you can look at an agenda where you can insert your expertise, right. Or collaborate with someone. Uh, the agenda should be updated immediately following a meeting. So if we have a meeting on Thursday at 1 p.m., we've dis- we've gone through the topics, we've discussed everything on the list, we're on time, uh, immediately the list of minutes with time-based deliverables are, pu- are uh, added to the agenda for the following week. And so you can people can check in on that. If you think that people are going to take their own notes and their own agendas and everybody's are going to look exactly the same, you're wrong. That isn't going to happen and everybody's going to miss something. So if you have one person who is really great at taking notes and uh, extracting deliverables from your meetings, have them update the agenda and send it out to the group. On a similar note, you've got minutes from the meeting, right? So the agenda gets updated based on what you're going to talk about next time. The notes are exactly what you talked about and what people agreed to in the meeting. So you send that out with time-based deliverables immediately following the meeting as well. Uh, You want to instruct your project manager or the person who owns the projects that were discussed in the meetings to update your project management software. If you have that, maybe you've got a spreadsheet you share. Maybe you've just got like a whiteboard on the wall. Maybe you use monday.com or Asana. Either way, at the end of the meeting, whoever is the owner of the projects that were discussed need to update those projects accordingly, immediately, because if you wait, it will not get done and people will lose track of their deliverables. Right? So those are two really big suggestions I have. And and I think that they're incredibly important when it comes to meetings to help people do their best work by not having to organize all of the information that was disseminated throughout said meeting. Now, how do we compartmentalize our meeting? How do we we decide who's there and what we're gonna be talking about? And I've got a suggestion for meeting schedule that works really well for a facility between 20 and hundred people or more. You can take these topics and shrink them or combine them. If you have a smaller crew than 20, um, and that works really well. Sometimes you can have less meetings equally as frequently as I'm suggesting, or have the same amount of meetings less frequently. Um, but either way, this is a great starting place for a meeting schedule. Before we dive into that, here's an example, you know, uh, I work with a client who traditionally had one meeting, they called it the production meeting. It was in the morning, it was supposed to be about 20 minutes and every time I visited their facility, it was an hour and a half to two hours and there were arguments, there were uncomfortable conversations, there were, uh, discussions of everything under the sun that had nothing to do with production, you know, shipping, receiving QC sales. Um, new product development all got lumped into that thing. And you've got people who don't care about that. You've got people that those things don't pertain to very, very difficult to keep patience and focus throughout that time, especially when you take someone off the floor, off of their uh, production unit to pay attention to what we're talking about. So what I suggest is to not go that route is to have some self-control and compartmentalize, right? And so for a facility of the size that I mentioned, I recommend the following schedule. First, You've got a daily lineup. That's what we call it in the restaurant industry. Um, you, know, you can also call it a daily huddle. It's where each small team, each production team, gets together and talks for five minutes in the morning. It's just like in a restaurant. Before service, you have a lineup. <clears throat> you talk about the day's specials. You talk about any issues that are uh, going on, uh, any staffing issues, any uh, low inventory, and you make adjustments and you go from there. So the daily lineup, whether it's a farm, a restaurant, uh, a production facility of some kind. It's where, you know, if you have multiple departments, the supervisor or the department lead gets their people together in the morning, says good morning, makes eye contact, makes sure everybody's there, um, you know, checks our GMPs, make sure everybody's looking good and clean and healthy, eyes wide open and bright, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And then we give delegations for the day and we talk about what everyone's going to be doing, what the goals are, and how long it should take to do each of those things. So, you know, if you've got, uh, if you're in a charcuterie facility, you're going to line up your people and you're going to say, okay, you're the, you're the meat prep, you're the meat cutter. You're going to be first boning out pork shoulders. I want that done by 830. You're then going to prepare uh, boneless leg meat and fat for salami. I want that done by lunch. After lunch, you're going to come back and, and that's what you do, right? And you give everyone, it's, it's especially effective. If you give everyone a prep list with time-based goals, it's incredibly important, especially as you build accountability and autonomy into your teams, they can kind of see an example of how you manage your time or how you see them managing their time. And that will uh, inspire them to be more autonomous in the future and just kind of understand how, how to do those things next. So that, so the, the lineup happens before service or before production. Next, you've got the daily production meeting. And this is where you get those department heads together. Once, once the room or the team is rolling, you get uh, the superintendents or the leads from those productions. If it's in a meat plant, you've got your raw fabrication, your slaughter manager, your value-added manager, your shipper, your receiver, your QC manager. You get them all together for a production meeting. 20 minutes where you go over production-related KPIs, labor uh, dollars per pound, pounds per day, pounds per hour, uh, startup time, downtime from the day before you go over these KPIs, see if there's any trends, see if there's anything that you notice and talk about top of mind, things that are shipping today, things that need to be produced, any rework that, that has mucked up your schedule, uh, upcoming projects for the next day, and it's a great time for departments to ask other departments for help, right? This is that where we have that, that cross collaboration and you get people doing their best work by helping one another in, a, in an area where you can't usually get all these different people at one time, right? That's the daily production meeting, 20 minutes, no more than that. I mean, if you roll into 30 minutes, that's okay, but that's really all you want. It just needs to be a quick check-in where we make sure that the wheels are on the bus, right? I suggest that every day. I've seen people do it every other day, but that daily meeting where you get everyone together is incredibly important. Even on, even on a farm or a restaurant, you get, you get the supervisors together, right? Then you get a QC meeting. And this could happen, this could be your HACCP team or your QC team, whatever it is. Um, and we, re- we remember, right? All meetings are meant to solve problems. And the first step of solving a problem is forming your team. So before we do any of these, we want to make sure we form our team and we set our agenda so we know exactly who's involved and what's expected. So you got your QC meeting and your QC meeting could happen monthly, bi-weekly, weekly, whatever feels best for you. But this is a great time to, to take a look at your QC KPIs where we're tracking non-compliances. We're tracking rework, non-conforming product. We're tracking consumer complaints. And if those things don't take very much time, then we're also uh, reassessing some element of our food safety program. And this is how you avoid having a giant crunch at the end of the year where you have to do your annual reassessment of your HACCP plan, SOPs, and prerequisite programs, right? If we're taking one every other week, reassessing it and signing it in, it's just a revolving reassessment. Uh, that does not take the place of your internal audit program. However, it does supplement it. And it's kind of a a check and a balance, right? Because if your internal audit program has been signed off on, and when you audit your pest control program and there's something amiss, you're auditing the audit, right? That's so incredibly valuable because, Hey, even us plant managers sometimes get a little fatigued and, uh and our, our auditing eyes get tired, right? So it's important that we have this this uh, backup procedure. That's your QC team. Next, you've got a sales team. Now, sales look different for everybody. Sales could literally be you make products and you have a sales team that goes out and, and finds sales outlets, or it could be if you're a slaughter plant, it's just the plant manager and maybe your front of house person, uh, or your customer relations person, And you're talking about how we're going to drum up more business or how's the slaughter schedule looking or are we reassessing our fee for service, um, you know, going over revenue and potentially cost per pound Uh, and just making sure that that we are where we say we're going to be. Uh, You can talk about marketing in this meeting. You can talk about sales initiatives, various things of that nature. And that might be bi-weekly. That might be weekly. depends on the size and and. Urgency of the projects that you have at hand Uh, But again form your team the plant manager is oftentimes involved in this Depending on the the sales model of of the uh, company and you've also got your sales manager Uh, You may have your QC manager in there uh, to answer questions now and again But certainly not every meeting and listen, it's okay. To bring people into meetings as needed, but not keep them on a meeting retainer. That's people actually really appreciate that because a lot of times you're not needed and then you're forced to listen and it's, it's really difficult to assimilate information that is frankly neither here nor there for your job, right? So bring people in as needed into these meetings. Next, we've got the management meeting. The management meeting uh, is where we take the department lead from every team. I love having these on Monday mornings uh, to start the week. I've had them on Fridays, and it's just not the same. You don't get quite as much done. You don't have the same focus. I love Monday morning right in the slot where the production meeting would be. You have your production meeting during the management meeting. uh, You're talking about KPIs. You're talking about gratitude. I I like to start a management meeting with uh, what Dr. P calls an after action report. What worked? What didn't? What are we going to do next time? And go by department and just have it be quick. We go over KPIs. We go over upcoming events. A sales recap. And then you have a training. Take this opportunity, opportunity to do your training. This is how you avoid having another training meeting at some point. Have your management team meeting once a week and chip away at some of the small topics. Effective communication uh, is one of them. Another one might be, you know, one one that I love to do periodically is defining customer satisfaction versus customer success, right? Explaining the difference between the two. Customer success obviously being the satisfaction of your customer's customer rather than just meeting the basic requirements of your customer, right? um it's a time to train on how to uh navigate the the payroll software or how to utilize a uh strengths-based talent finder you know it's 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 a great time to chip away at the various SOPs and procedures that Thanks for you want uh your employees to know your team members to know and grow with and uh it can really prevent a lot of time and training later on So that production, or I'm sorry, that management meeting is incredibly, incredibly important. It keeps everybody on the same page. You just got to keep it focused and make sure that agenda hits quick and is very focused. Next, there is the one-on-one meeting, and this is kind of a special one. This meeting is, you know, all of the meetings are about productivity and accountability, but, There's another element that's incredibly important, and it's about relationship building. You build so much trust in a well-oiled meeting that has a great agenda, that has great notes, deliverables, collaboration, gratitude built in, after-action reports. When you have that sort of culture in all of your meetings and that sort of format, you start to build relationships where people trust each other. When they see they can go to a meeting and get help, when they can feel heard, uh, when they can be vulnerable and discuss what's going on and what they need, you really start to build some bonds there. And the one-on-one meeting is no different except for it's not productivity focused. So the one-on-one meeting, I got this idea, uh, from, uh, a great management mind, Mark Horseman. He's got a podcast called manager tools, manager basics, career tools. There's multiple podcasts, um, and I, I kind of consider him to be like the modern day Drucker. I think that he is incredibly brilliant. And the one-on-one meeting is something that I adopted from his system that has worked incredibly well for me. And what it is, is it's a short meeting that you can have weekly or biweekly. I suggest weekly uh, if, if you're in a plant that is, you know, 50 people or more. Biweekly, maybe if it's smaller. And, and the way that it works is it's 20 to 30 minutes. I generally go 30 minutes. And... Um, Mark divides it up in a standardized agenda that's a little bit different than mine. So the way that I do it is I, is I divide my agenda this way in a one-on-one meeting, right? And so I pretend I'm the plant manager. My one-on-one meetings happen between me and all of my direct reports. So all of the department leads, the assistant plant director or plant manager, um, and then all of the leads or superintendents for all of your departments, right? And the one-on-ones go like this. It's 30 minutes. It's 15 minutes for you. Ten minutes for me, five minutes to talk about plans, projects, the future, whatever. Um, and that's a little more collaborative. But the fifteen minutes for you or for the direct report, honestly, it's it's not a it's it's it has to start out like this. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, how are you? What's up? That's it. That's all you get. That's the only question you get to ask. Because if you say, Hey, how's that project? Or, Hey, how's the department going today? Or, Hey, you know, uh, how's the product looking? Anything like that, you've instantly hijacked the conversation and made it about you and your expectations, right? It's incredibly important that the 15 minutes is for them in a genuine way where you're not like tapping your pencil on the, on the, on the desk, waiting for them to get through their story. It's a time for them. It's a time for you to connect with somebody. And bring humanity to an otherwise sterile production environment, right? We're going to talk about whatever they want. Did you go to the lake this weekend? How's your kid's asthma? Uh, What's going on in your life? Like whatever it may be, whatever you want to talk about. And and sometimes people are going to sit there and stare at you for the first three meetings and they're not going to know what to say. And then you can kind of ask some questions. But I, I really, really suggest steering away from... Uh, productivity-focused questions, at least at first, and trying to keep it just between you people, you know? Just just be people. When it's your chance for your 10 minutes, you can talk about projects you got going on, you can talk about things in your life, you can talk about um, some different things that are going on in, in the facility or with the business. And then when you talk about the future or projects, that's when you can talk about accountability a little bit or allow them to ask questions about the projects. But that one-on-one is so, so, so important. Um, because at the end of the day, we're just people, we're just doing our best. We don't like it when everything is business, business, business all the time behind the eight ball. It's like, we're all people here, you know, and, and. Having trust in relationships is so incredibly important, not from a manipulative standpoint, but legitimately. Like when you like the people and or at least relate to the people that you work with, it's so much easier to help them and collaborate with them, right? And the one on one really sets the tone for trust when it comes to feedback and delegation as well. You know, if we're talking candidly in our one on one meetings regularly, when I have some feedback and I go up to you and I say, "Hey, um, Rob," When you do this thing, like when you show up for meetings ten minutes early, I really appreciate that. I know you're prepared, man. Thanks. Or, hey Rob, when you're five minutes late for every production meeting in the morning, it kind of makes it feel like our you know we're a little unfocused and it's hard to get started. Try to be on time, thanks, man. And that's it, right? That's easier feedback to deliver when it's when you have trust for a person on in either direction, you know. Um, so that's an incredibly important one and, and it may sound hokey and it may sound you're going to get people to say, you know, I can't stop what I'm doing to take this time to sit and chit chat with you. Stay the course. Trust me that will fade and it will become something that people look forward to. Okay. Trust me on this. Last but not least, the all hands meeting. This one is incredibly important. You got to get the whole crew together once a month and just talk. Right? And and I suggest doing it at the end of the day, at the end of the week. Sometimes it's nice to do it on Thursday so you only have one day left during the week. I don't like to do it in the middle of the production day because it's almost impossible to get back to work. But if you end a little bit early, tell people, hey, have a light lunch. We're going to have some snacks at our meeting. It's going to take a couple hours. Then you go home. Or you knock off at lunch. You have your two-hour meeting, and then everybody else goes home paid for a couple hours. There's There's different ways to do it. Um, and I know you're cringing at the idea of sending people home for two hours paid, but I promise you, it you will make more money or, or retain more money than sending people back after a big production or after a big all hands meeting. But it's very, very important that we have these, right? And, and there's a few things that you can do. You're talking about a group wide after action report, a company wide gratitude thing, a top of mind. Here's what's happening. Here's what did happened. Here's what we're doing. We're going to look at KPIs probably just sales or revenue or productivity, something like a feather to wear in our cap, right? We want to talk about how great we're doing. It's a great time to do a, a training, a group training, something that takes 10 to 15 minutes, just little nuggets, little little things. Uh, could be a time to take a, do a safety training. Could be a great time to do an emergency evacuation training, um, various things like that. It's a great time to do a tasting, a product tasting with the group. If everybody gets to try the thing that they make, And talk with the creative person who came up with this about why it's great about why we're making it and then show some photos of your product in the wild, whether it's a farmer's market stand with your produce, whether it's a wedding with the flowers that your farm grows, uh, whether it's a a, a packed dinner service or an article written by a food reviewer or packages of sausage on a shelf somewhere. It's incredibly important for people to see what they're doing and where it lands in the world and how people are appreciating it, right? I also like to do a co-worker of the month. I like to have people on the team vote for their co-worker of the month. And when I did co-worker of the month, if you won that, you got a paid day off of your choosing. It was up to you. Kept it in your back pocket for a rainy day. That was a huge incentive for people, and um, I loved, I absolutely loved giving it because you knew that people were going to fairly uh, vote for other people, and, and it really was a relationship builder um, and a great motivator for the team. We also did an employee of the month where the management team voted for one, but if you have a, a relatively small crew, that may be too much, Um You know, and if you only have a crew of four or five people, you could do the the co-worker the month quarterly, what have you, you know, scale the meeting schedule based on your crew size, but still do it. Um, and so the all hand meeting is just, it's just so important for morale, um, and, and, and team spirit overall. So, uh, those are my suggestions for your standardized meeting schedule. Again, daily lineup, daily production meeting. QC meeting, maybe bi-weekly or monthly, sales, bi-weekly, management team meeting, weekly or bi-weekly, I suggest weekly, Monday morning, your one-on-one meetings with your direct reports, and then your all-hands meeting, which happens monthly. Um, So give that a try, and if you have any questions about agenda formats or how to get the most out of a meeting from a scheduling standpoint, uh, give me, give me a message. Drop me a line. David at com or Michelle at deargofoodsafety.com. Dr. P has her own ideas about meetings. She, she drives a great meeting. Uh, I'm always, you know, with, with really great engagement. Um, and uh, yeah, reach out if you have any questions. We'd be happy to help. Uh, otherwise, until then, have some great meetings and stay productive. Listening before you go click the subscribe button and check-